0: There are many things that you may not want to hear from your doctor. All kinds of things you would rather not hear your physician say. One of the most dreaded is, I'm putting you on 1,200 calories salt free. (laughs) I had a doctor suggest this to me once in (laughs) Louisiana. And, of course, that just makes no sense in Louisiana at all. In Louisiana, there are only two food groups. And if you take salt away, all you're left with is grease. (laughs) 1,200 calories salt-free. Oh, boy. Steamed carrots, no salt. Boiled potatoes, no salt. And the best of all, skinless, boneless chicken breast. No salt. Thank heavens, literally, Christianity is not salt free. Jesus tells us in the gospel today, you are the salt of the earth. He says you are the light of the world. And his language is wonderful because he's talking about what we are, not what we're like. Sometimes he says things like, the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl of great price, or is like a woman who lost a coin, and you get an idea, you get something metaphorical. Here he is saying, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. No doubt. No wiggle room. Jesus says things like this about himself, too, doesn't he? He says, I am the bread of life. I am the vine. I am the door. He says, this is my body, as he hands the bread of the Eucharist out to his disciples. He says, this is my blood. He speaks in pretty affirmative, definite tones most of the time. Now, and when he says to us, You are the light of the, oh, wait a minute. You are the light of the, we are the light of the world. I thought Jesus was the light of the world, and there we are. You see exactly how powerful this whole message is today. I am not a mathematical genius. I am, in fact, so poor at it that my performance in college calculus absolutely banned me from architectural school, where I wanted to go. But I do know this, if A equals B and C equals B, then A equals C. And when Jesus says that he is the light of the world and he says that we are the light of the world, we have something in common, and that is the truth of what living as baptized Christians is. We are not salt-free, we are not light-free, we get it from Jesus who lives in us and works through us. That is wonderful news. If Patrick were preaching, he'd say, can I have an amen? Amen. I can do it after all. I never did that before. We are the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. We are living and doing the works of Jesus. This should not come as a surprise. He promises in the Gospels that we will do greater works than he Probably because we are multiplied by the thousands and the millions and the billions of believers over time who have put their faith and given their life in Jesus Christ. This is the good news of the gospel. Jesus is alive and working. Did you ever think of this church as being made up of genuine movers and shakers? But the shaking is a salt shaker of life for the world. And the light that we bring is the light of Christ. And we're shining it in every possible corner. We're shaking the salt that will bring out the best in everyone, everywhere we can possibly be. That's what motivates our whole drive towards mission. It motivates our whole drive in local outreach. It is the way the gospel gets worked out. Now, hold on to that. We're going to go to the reading from... Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 58, uh, the Lord using the prophet Isaiah beats up on his people pretty heavily because what he perceives and what he knows is they are going through all of the motions of deep and serious piety. The word that he's talking about here is fasting, but you could read that and substitute in piety, prayer life, worship, music, outreach, mission, whatever you want to, and you'll end up with a clear picture of what the problem was and how often it can be the problem today. The people of Israel were bowing down and worshiping really themselves. The checklist sounded pretty good at first. These are a people who want to draw near me. Check. These are a people who want to know my ways. Check. These are people who are living a good and righteous holy life. Oops. Not so much. These are people who are bowing down in front of me and wanting to know why I don't hear them when they're bowing down for their own purposes. One of the translations says, they're actually just doing as they please. And who do they think I am, says the Lord. That is the problem see, Jesus was really heavy on the prophet Isaiah. In the verses that just precede these verses today from the Gospel in Matthew, he runs the list of the Beatitudes and he pronounces as blessed all of the very same people that he lists out, that the Lord lists out in 58 of Isaiah. The people who are under the yoke, who are oppressed people who are not fed, people who are not clothed, people who have no home. These are the ones to whom God pays the closest and most constant attention. These are the people who had Jesus' constant attention. These are the people he calls blessed. And then in the next paragraph, speaking to the same crowd, he says... You are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world, and I am the light of the world, and we're in this together. But you're going to have to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees to get into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus preached this same sermon, more or less, from Isaiah 61 on his first day in Nazareth. You remember how that went? they wanted to throw him over the cliff before it was over. You may want to do the same thing to the preachers around here before it's over too, but I will (laughs) let you decide and whatever comes, comes. But the idea of Jesus focusing his ministry, focusing the revival, the new creation, the saving of the world on the lifting up of the poor and down and out with the proviso of Isaiah, where he says, you're turning your back and you're averting your eyes from your own kin, from your own people, from your own flesh and blood. Those those ancient chosen people had grown in on themselves and were looking for what they could get instead of what God would give. Could not figure out why he wasn't impressed with their worship their outreach, their ministry of various kinds. And it was because it was focused on themselves. We'll pause briefly now for a little commercial message from the sponsor of this sermon. Justin and Brian invite you to Mission Waco. How do you get it? Mission Waco is going to take place in about two and a half weeks we're going to take a group of somewhere between 15 and 20 people, we hope, up to Waco for a mission of salt and light. Mission Waco is a wonderful, well-established work in the city of Waco, serving people in a neighborhood that has been served by them for more than 20 years. They are wonderful teachers, and we participate in their ministry with them, and I'd almost like to invite, I got an amen out of you. I've got another thing I would invite you to do if you'd like to do it, and that is you can take out your phone and stare at it if you'd like while I'm talking right now, provided it's got the calendar open and you're seeing what you're doing on the 27th to the 1st. And if you happen to be free, it may be that God is calling you to be part of our work in Mission Waco, a salt and light brigade that will bring new life and new hope to people who need it. It's a wonderful opportunity. I realize that many of you cannot go. Justin and I absolutely understand that. We know that there are small children, there are health issues, there are jobs that can't be set aside, there are schedules that can't be changed. But if you can come, I hope you'll think about it and let me or Justin know this week that you'd like to come with us. Uh, It's inexpensive, it takes three days, it's a lot of fun, it's in good contact with people from the parish. And it's a way for you to immerse yourself in relationship with people that you might not be around much otherwise. It's a wonderful opportunity, so I hope you'll think about it. If you can't go, there is work for you too because the Mission Waco venture the work in Honduras that we do, the work in the Middle East that we do, the work in China and in Spain and in other parts of Africa, Uganda and Kenya, all of that is built on prayer and the lifting up to God of our good works so that His glory can shine. And every one of you can spend those days, the 27th to the 1st, praying for Mission Waco and praying for God to use our team as a a source of salt and light for people who need it. That's easy. And if you can come, that's great. But do think it over, and if you can only pray for us, we are glad to have that. And now, back to the sermon. (laughs) Jesus has said, you and I are the salt of the earth. Jesus is the light of the world, and we are his light with him. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven, is Jesus' word. Isaiah's word is when you are in contact with the people whom God loves the best and the most and the deepest. That's when your light will break forth, and the glory of God will be your rear guard. We have nothing to fear. What are we waiting for? Amen.